a win for the farmers. On the other side of the world, but this is something that people have been talking about around the globe for some time now. Um, you know, some of the common threads here with some of the things that we face here locally and in Washington and the United States resonate so much here. Is the government listening to farmers is the big question. On my mind, always, the people who actually grow the food that we eat. And we have seen that in, you know, in the work that I do. And by the way, this is Dylan Honkoop uh, with you here on your Saturday morning here on KGMI on the Farming Show. Uh, and what we do in my work with Save Family Farming and Whatcom Family Farmers here locally, you know, no farmers, no food uh, is what it ultimately comes down to. And I, I understand that, you know, legislation and government has to be a give and take. But when the farming community isn't being listened to at all, there's a major breakdown there that people need to um, maybe have some priorities <laughs> rearranged. And what am I talking about? I've been talking about what's been happening in India um, and the black laws there and their prime minister, Modi, uh, who has, you know, um, kind of gone head-to-head -head politically with a huge part of the farming community there, particularly in the, the Punjab region, the breadbasket of India, where so much food is grown for so many millions of people. And many, many people here in our community have connections to India, to that area, part uh, of our farming community here. Um, you know, their families are, you know, one, two generations away from there and still have many connections. Joining me right now is uh, a local farmer, Kush Brar, um, and she and her family and her husband and, and other family members grow blueberries here in our community. And she's been watching very closely what's been happening in India Kush, explain what just happened, this crazy about-face, um, this huge controversy about these laws, and now the Prime Minister of India has suddenly decided to listen to the farmers. What just happened? I think elections just happened. Ah, <laughs> ah So political pressure, he wants to keep his job, the Prime Minister. Correct, Modi. correct. Give a little bit of background. How, how did this all get started? What are these laws and how are farmers being ignored really there? So the black farm laws, they are called, they were passed during a pandemic with no due process. And basically they are pro-corporate. Mm -hmm. What they do is there is a minimum support price. It's just like a suggested retail price, the minimum suggested retail price that a farmer should get and would get no matter what happens for their crop. That language in those laws, it doesn't say anywhere that they will get the minimum support price for their crop, which means they would be at the mercy of big corporates. Now, the catch or the way they coat these farms to paint them in a better picture is they say that this will give farmers more freedom to interact with bigger companies and make their own contracts and do whatever they want. Mm -hmm. However, the thing to reckon here is that 80% or more of farmers in India are marginalized. They're small farmers. They don't have more than 10 acres. Mm. 10 is already a lot there. So how the reality 
there nobody goes out of state like would you go out of washington if you were a blueberry farmer of 10 acres and sell your blueberries in oregon or california right that's going to cost you a lot so you know the language the the way they present it saying that it's going to be a future changing you know event for farmers it's going to change the face of agriculture it will but not the way that they're thinking because corporate has always um, eyed upon. Well, and, and from from what I understand is that it, it isn't. It wasn't even just a oh, you know, going from more of a protected system uh, to a wide open free market. But there was was some language that gave you know specific advantage to um, the biggest of the big companies there. Correct. Correct. They already had works in progress before even the laws were passed. They had, so Ambani and Adani, these are the billionaires, gazillionaires of India and the world, probably in somewhere on some list. They already had this massive uh, construction of storage for grains, for rice, you know, different kind of grains, different kind of crops, different kind of vegetables. That way they would be able to control the market, monopoly, hoard products and be able to procure them at a lower rate and sell them at a higher rate. And that's really what swayed me on this, because when I first heard about this, and by the way, we were talking with Kush Brar, uh, a local uh, blueberry farmer here in Whatcom County, uh, certainly with family and, you know, friends and so many connections back in India, in that Punjab region that has been, um, you know, up in arms, you know, the... the huge community of farmers there has been so upset and hurt by this at first when i heard about this i thought well you know it's moving toward a more free market and nobody likes it when they don't have a guarantee price but you know um kind of that's what we do here in america but really what once you add that layer that you just explained it's really not moving toward a more free market and and markets in different countries in different parts of the world work much differently than what we're used to here so it's hard to apply american thinking to how this actually works in india but beyond that it was taking the this whole situation not in a direction of more free competition but actually less um like you say moving it towards almost a a monopoly kind of scenario correct and to note that literacy level in india is way lower than united states or any other um, country out there now those people don't understand english they don't understand uh the jargons Mm -hmm. of the corporate world the business world so you know it's again just like you said you know you would think that oh it's a free market that's what we have here but honestly the way it works there it's very different from here and one also one of the big points like i said is the literacy level of that so talk about the protests first over there of course that's where it would start there was like an uprising of farmers they took to the streets explain the picture i think a lot of people probably have seen images of that and news of that you know on tv and online uh in the months since this has been happening uh but explain in in your words how this all came together over there as far as the uprising against these so-called black laws so i will give you a timeline um of when it all started until the recent news that the black laws will be repealed. So it started in June 2020 mm-hmm. when they the government promulgates uh, the three ordinances 
September, it gets brought to Parliament. Within a week, it goes to, you know, like our, the Congress there. Um, and then by September 20th, it's, it's passed in the Senate kind of thing, you know, the Senate uh, equivalent of India. And that only by a, you know, by a voice vote, basically. It wasn't mm-hmm. a due process that happened there. And September 2020, uh, you know, that's when it all started. So people took the, the first thing that... <laughs> we usually would do if it's a a protest is we block the trains, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's where it started. It all started in Punjab. That was the, the, the battleground. Mm -hmm. Just like you said, it's the bread and basket of whole. Oh yes. It's spread hugely. It takes anything that is going in the right direction, that it's for the truth, you know, it's for honesty. And especially if it's for farming, you know, it's a hard, hard, um, hard path you know and it started from Punjab very slowly it went to our neighbor uh, state which is Haryana so there was a lot of division in India really the way people looked at each other was if if I'm not affected by it I don't care I'm gonna turn my face away from you now this movement of the uh, the protest the black laws you know uh, farming it just you know took India uh, with a wave of unity, Mm. with a wave of the community coming together state by state slowly when they come to know that, okay, Punjabis are standing and then our brothers in Haryana, they also stood up, you know, the Sikh, the Punjabi community. So the the protest went on from very peaceful. It It has always been like that. So the government would put, you could not, you wouldn't imagine what the government did. So peaceful protests. Uh, barricades, water cannons, uh, tear gas. There were nails um, uh, cemented into the road so people would not be able to because barricades were removed by this, you know, by our youth, by our mm-hmm. elders. So our elders were actually at the forefront of this protest. Mm. They could have retired, you know, they could have been sitting in their homes with nothing to do, saying that, well, we've already lived our life. Who cares? But that's the spirit of farming. It's your way of life. And many will protect it dearly. Over 700 lives has been have been, you know, um, sacrificed for this, wow. either by suicide, either by, you know, the tents, the temporary tents that they had. So in Delhi, there are separate borders in Delhi. And that's people took on streets. They didn't have proper uh, clothing. They didn't have proper sleeping arrangements. They had skin problems. They didn't have any medical attention over there. But people stayed in rain, in winter, in sweltering heat, b- b- despite all of the... Yeah. Uh, the difficulties, yeah. So our elders were there, and then youngsters, even as young as three years old, they there have been arrests made of women, women with children. A nine-year-old was arrested. A lot has happened in India with and with the uh, with the protests. And I think, and by the way, this is the farming show here on KGMI News Talk seven ninety. We're talking with Kush Brar, a local blueberry farmer here in Watcom County, with family back in India. Lots of connections. Uh, her family is not that many generations away from there, so she's still very tied into what, what has been happening in this you know, internationally uh, talked about, reported on uh, situation that's developed now over many months. Um, I, what you said early on is important to understand why uh, there was so the opposition was so deep, and that's because this community, this farming community there um, is so much again is so much 
backed up against the wall already economically struggling for them this could have and would have been the last straw right like you talked about the suicides and you know, we talk about mental health even here as if farms struggle it's a scary scary thing over there it was an epidemic uh of correct. you know um people just feeling like they had nothing left correct and suicidal rates for farmers are the highest in india it's a scary scary thing and this is what happens when people have, you know, they feed the world, yet they are uh, ignored economically. They're not, you're not able to, you know, make a, a living doing what they're doing. And then they're ignored by their own government um, who are doing, you know, making decisions that are anti-competitive. Um, so what what changed? Um, well, I, I, sh I good guess I should say we talked about the protests those moved even to here even here in Washington even here locally you know I've seen signs and snickers stickers things on cars talk about you mm -hmm. know the the local uh response here um and and also joining us uh, on the show is is Raj Garewal um who a local realtor who has been involved in this as well Raj maybe I'll go to you talk about you know being involved in organizing some of the you know, stuff that's been done, the events done in solidarity here to bring further awareness to what's happening in India. Yeah, so uh, actually I'm a realtor by profession, but I am a daughter of farmer from India. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited today because the three agriculture laws or farmer laws being repealed by Indian government yesterday. So it is a victory of tireless struggle of all the farmers, those were sitting on Delhi borders since one year. And I would like to congratulate everyone who is supporting farmers since one year, because as we, uh, everyone is aware of that, no farmer, no food. Well, and there were so protests we, here, right? You helped put together some, you know, demonstrations. Yes. So it's, it's really important to aware of everybody what's happening in India. So that's why we try to aware everybody over here in Watcom County, uh, also in Skagit County. Mm -hmm. So so we try to gather all the people as much as possible because most of the Punjabi families related to uh, like belong to their farms in India. So this is the protest of the all the Punjabis, all the farmers. What, from India. What kinds of things were people here in Whatcom County coming together uh, to do? I, I, if I recall, even I don't know if there were any full demonstrations here locally. Um, I know folks down more towards the Seattle area gathered uh, to have kind of a presence and, and a demonstration down there multiple times. Uh, what other kinds of, of things did you organize? So we organized uh, one protest that were in uh, the Macy uh, Mall near that area. Yep. So it was a huge protest. So uh, I guess uh, around 1,000 people gathered there with their banners and uh, uh, with their kids and uh, all the like elders over there. So we protest over there. I think it's something that our government here in Washington and here in the United States should take note of that uh, yeah. when when you ignore farmers, the people who feed the masses, uh, when you flat ignore them and push them up against the wall to where they have 
no hope or other option, it, it will get serious. Farmers will mean business. I, they, yeah. They're going to make make it known. And, the, you know, as much as this seems, you know, to a lot of folks like, well, this is on the other side of the world, it very much could happen here with as much as our government uh, seems to be more and more likely to not include the, the voice and the understanding of farmers and the decisions they make. Yeah, we should support farmers all over the world, not only from India, because the corporates are dominating the whole world. Rich people becoming rich and rich, but poor people becoming poor and poor. The farmers need really like support from all over the world. Very well said, uh, Raj Garewal, uh, with us on the show, along with Kush Brar. Uh, Kush, talk about this about face. Was it a just total surprise? I mean, you would think after all of the protests and all of, you know, the bloodshed and the barricades and the, you know, all the things that have gone on for months now, that d- apparently didn't change the, the prime minister's mind. But now that he's facing elections, he had to do an about face. Yes. Um, It is a a rare show of weakness, for sure. But like I said before, when we started the show, it is about politics. It will always be about politics. And elections are around the corner. And at first, it was just about Punjab and Haryana and other states. But then it became all about India, right? Now, just like here in the U.S., you know, you have the majority of states that, you know, these are the, uh, are they called swing, yep. right? If yep. uh, Yeah. So there's also that in India. Um, I think it's, uh, correct me, Raj, if I'm wrong, is it uh, MP uh, or UP? Which state is the swing state for I'm elections? Lucy. UP. So if okay. they lose UP, mm. um, they're going to lose their government, their grip over power. Um, and they're going to lose the elections. Now, that's, I think, you know, uh, despite all of the bloodsheds, uh, I, I don't think a lot of people know where uh, politicians uh, and politicians' uh, sons, they ran over peaceful protesters from mm. back. Yep, the car, you know, it just yep. ran over protesters. They would, someone would come lit fire on the temporary shelters on in Delhi that the protesters had. A lot of that things um, happened, really. They would arrest people. Um, and a lot, of, by the way, a lot of beating actually happens in India, just so you know. So there's third degree. Violence. That's what it's called. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, they take you, they beat you up in a police station um, until you kind of accept or mm. um, to, to what they're saying. So that's called the third degree and there is no regard any regard to human life there so despite all of the bloodshed you know i think it's still a victory that it is going to be uh, these laws are going to be repealed um it's it did not come easy it did not come easy at all and like i said over uh, just during the duration of the protest over 700 lives were lost it's it's, yeah it's amazing well thank you to both of you ladies for joining us here on the program we're out of time um you know i know a lot of us americans don't necessarily understand this very well because we don't understand farming in india per se we don't understand markets and how the government works there uh to understand what this really meant for farmers uh and just how anti-competitive this whole thing was going to have been um and fantastic news for the farmers uh that they were able to get an an about face from the the top leader of that country 
thank you for making us aware of it here this morning, as well as the efforts you have put in, you know, in the months since this has been going on to get out the word uh, throughout the community. So thank you both to uh, Kush Brar here uh, for joining us, as well as Raj Garewal uh, for, for chatting with us on the program this morning. Thank you, ladies. Thank, thank you, you so much, Dylan. Thank you for having us. And just one more thing before we leave is that you're right. There are things that differ us from each other. But one thing is for sure that when we unite and we are seeing that in this community the past few days, you know, of what has happened with the disaster. Exactly. When we unite and the community comes together, you know, it doesn't matter what language you speak. It doesn't matter where you are from. It's human to human yep. and love prevails. Absolutely. And no farmers, no food. Always true. Correct. Thank you so much Correct. for being Thank here this you, morning. Thank you, Dylan. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Thank you.